0: Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. I go
1: by the name Q Ward most of the time. Mm. Sometimes my mother calls me Quinton, and when she mm. pronounces it like that, people tend to think that I'm in trouble because of the inflection. <laughs> Sometimes she calls me Q Dirty, which surprises people too because they didn't know my mom, the pastor, got down like that. <laughs> ja can call me Q. Yes, indeed. And we have a very special show today.
0: And a special show warrants a special guest. So we have the one and only Pineapple Lawyer, Uh Amy Owen, in the building, who is co-counsel with the civil rights attorneys Stowell and Friedman. I got that right. You did. Okay. Good job. And we are going to talk about accountability We're going to talk about keeping that same energy, and today we are going to focus our strategies and tactics, but most importantly, love and energy and support to our Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters. This has been a long time coming, and that's on me, you know, because we had a lot of th- when we initially tried to put this show together we made some calls we tried to you know piece it together and it just took this long for it to come together but we're grateful so today again we are going to stand with our Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters because we feel it's necessary and Amy being born in Vietnam we felt could also help us in terms of gaining some insight into um what it must be like to experience you know some of the videos that have come out etc and so um first thing on the agenda that we're going to do is discuss some ebony excellence how about that q
1: i love it when we do this okay I love it. You, you give us that nice in-depth tease and that emotional journey starts and I start to get a little frustrated and a little sad. Yeah. And then you pick me back up. Good. Good. Heaven, excellence. Good. And you do it every time, Ramses. Listen, I'm trying to do something here. You so. do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: unfortunately, this is a little bit heavy, but I do believe that it really fits here. So um, this comes from CNN. American basketball player Sonny Weems has been subjected to racial abuse from fans while playing in China. A video circulating on social media. Fans can be heard repeatedly shouting the N-word and get out of China at 35-year-old Weems, who plays for the Guangdong Southern Tigers in the Chinese Basketball Association. Um, The reason we're talking about this is... Because when I watched the video and when I saw these racial slurs being hurled at this man, he maintained his composure. He was visibly upset, but he didn't engage. And that is obviously a trigger word for many black folks. Um, He didn't engage, and this—the rest of this show is going to be about high road and giving what we are asking for. And I think that this example is a perfect one of Ebony Excellence of what we need to ask Black folks to do. You know, this is a a Black show for non-Black people, but today we are definitely talking to Black people and we want everyone who's not Black to listen. So you know exactly where we stand and exactly what we need to do. No one's perfect. And so um, we wanted to shout him out. I do wanna say before we move on that um, he was involved in a fight uh the previous game and i think that that's the basis for this racist attack also um in a statement the cba said it has a zero tolerance attitude toward any discriminatory words or deeds and in an open letter to fans asked him not to engage in uncivilized behavior and vulgar words so that's their official stance and coming from someone who's been to china Physically and been there on the ground and interacted with the people, I I realize that this is an outlier who was saying these things. If you end up coming across this video, I wanted to say that before we move. I
2: I'd like to also say, sure, um, so my my youngest son's dad, my college sweetheart, mm-hmm. played in the NBA for seventeen years, and okay. he actually took my son to China on like an NBA um, what is that ambassador program. And they were treated like royalty. My son, at the time, I believe he was maybe 16 or 17, Mm. and they were asking him for autographs. Mm. They were treating him like he was a superstar. Mm. They obviously treated my ex, who was in the NBA for 17 years, like a superstar. So it surprises me that these Chinese people were acting that way because my son and his father's experience was very, very positive. And everybody loved them and treated them like they were, you know, all... a a shack or a yeah, yeah. Uh, you know a superstar over there in China, and it was um, not that way at all. So, I think you're right on that. You said it was a isolated incident, yeah,
0: an outlier. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what we're talking about today. The reason we're having this episode is because there has been a string of videos that have come across our desk. Q and I have had we have to watch these videos and. What I've noticed is Black people attacking Asian people in these videos. It's heartbreaking, it's devastating, and it's disgusting. And I don't know where that comes from, right? But that doesn't mean that it is not my responsibility to stand up on behalf of my Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters. And so we are going to Tell the truth, just like you did, Amy, saying, hey, look, these are isolated. If someone does something or says something to me, in no way can we paint a whole race, a whole culture uh, as being bad people or they don't like us, quote unquote. That's something I heard before I started traveling. Oh, be careful when you get over there. You know, they don't like black people. That's not been my experience. And I've lived in this body and seen through these eyes. I've, I've prayed with people that don't even pray like me, that don't speak my language. That happened to me. So it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to convince me of anything other than my actual lived experience. And I think that even more important is that if we as black people are going to ask especially white folks, but, you know, the world, to not judge all of us based on the worst of us, right? If we are going to ask white people to not harbor prejudices when they have a limited view of what it's like to be like, uh, what, what being Black in America is like, um, then we have to be prepared to adopt that same construct mental construct in dealing with other people so we're going to go through these videos as q mentioned these videos are very difficult to process if you are a human being who has any empathy at all and a beating heart in your chest this is some difficult stuff but um one video, uh, and, and a lot of these come from a website called Next Shark. Next Shark, if you want to, um, you know, do the research yourself or check the videos out or anything like that. And I implore you to do so because I think that by understanding what's happening, if your algorithm hasn't produced videos like these on your social media, it's still important for you to make yourself aware of what's going on with our. Asian American and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters with their communities. And even if it's not happening to all of them, that hurt still can permeate in the same way that George Floyd, we didn't know George Floyd, but that hurt affected
1: many black people in this country. Go ahead, Q. And I just want to point out, and it's a semantic that might not seem important, but not just Asian Americans, Asian people in America, they don't have to be permanent residents or citizens Asian people that happen to be in America, whether they live work or are visiting or are students deserve that same fairness, that same love, that same empathy. So, um, I know we didn't mean it to make it so specific, but I would just want to make sure that I, that I added that so that it didn't sound more, so it didn't sound so specific. I wanted it to be much more broad. Very good. I appreciate you saying
0: that now, uh, Amy, did you see the, uh, so there was a video of a 75 year old Asian woman injured after being tackled to the ground from behind in NYC.
2: I did see that. Very difficult to watch. From a human standpoint, just seeing an elderly person treated so callously by strangers breaks my heart. But when you take it in the context of what's going on with COVID, and the way that I feel some people in this country are looking at Asian Americans, or like, like Q said, Asians that may be visiting mm. and kind of accusing them of bringing COVID over here mm. or um, making it worse. I think in that context, it makes it even worse because you think, Oh, are they attacking that person specifically because of their race as a multi cultural and a multiracial person myself, I relate to a lot of different groups. Sure. And so when I see something like that, that Asian side of me absolutely is angry and is hurt and is baffled as to why someone would just select a person of that age too. It's like, what is that person doing so terribly that makes you think that it's okay for you to touch them at all. I mean,
0: I, I to your point, I, th- I think that that's perhaps one of the more jarring and alarming things about that video is that this person wasn't robbing this uh, elderly woman. It was just an attack and then kept, kept on about their business. That was it, like a bully. And the person who attacked her was black. Now, if that were one video, right? And that was it. I would say, like many people would say, what a creep, what a weirdo, what an idiot, what a bully, and, you know, go on with my life. But as it turns out, there are many videos like this. There's a lot. And we have to own that. And we have to eat that. So there's um, another video that I saw, there was a homeless Asian man who I believe in the video, he either had a shopping basket or was close to a shopping basket, but visibly uh, a transient individual who did not appear to be a sheltered individual. Um, another uh I think headline. they
2: beat him with his skateboard. I believe that was the story. And right. there was pictures of his hands that were just absolutely heart-wrenching to see um, because this this man, I think he has some mental health issues. Mm. So he's living on the streets and was beaten for no reason.
0: So here's the thing.
2: And they, I think they, they yelled racial slurs at him, which is why it became investigated as a hate, hate crime. crime.
0: That's the difference. I was just about to say that. So if it was just another attack, um, you know, we would talk about it here, but because they were sell, uh, saying those anti-asian slurs it immediately becomes a hate crime and they're investigating like that's when they pull out the big guns and they go after these guys this happened in Phil, um yeah Philadelphia, pittsburgh pennsylvania sorry um but yeah three guys basically jumped a homeless asian man and called him a bunch of asian slurs now this site is archiving these videos imagine how it looks to queue. Imagine how it looks to me when we're watching these videos and we're like, uh-oh. Now, we do recognize that white supremacy exists. We do rec- recognize that we all have to play a part in dismantling that construct and making the world a more fair and equitable place for all people of all colors, of all walks of life. I don't think anybody would argue with that. but that ask falls flat if we're not willing to put that same energy out there. That's what we're doing today. We don't need applause for that, by the way, but that's what we're doing today. Civic Cipher, everyone that, that put this show on the radio knew that Black people needed a, a program so that we weren't just rappers and singers and doing a little shuck and jive, that we needed to have conversations and we needed to do our our part to create cohesion and cooperation amongst ourselves so that we can uh, you know take our role when it comes to dismantling white supremacy but it's our decision here to say mm, no you know what in 2020 you and I were out there in 2020 we saw asian people out there lots of asian people we saw hispanic people out there we saw native people out there we saw people with turbans from the middle east and uh, seek the religion. We saw, you name a type of person, we saw them out there. Far be it from us to forget that. I don't care how long it's been. So this space will always be shared and we will hold everyone accountable, even Black people.
2: Right? I love that you are saying that because I have a lot of friends who have said, well, when it's Black Lives Matter, I don't see the Asian people stepping up and having all- our back. and And I- absolutely i see it too because i know a variety of people i work with a variety of people i'm not in a situation where i'm only around a specific type of person every day i mean in my profession of course i encounter probably more white people than anything else white attorneys well well, uh, sorry i should say
0: um general practice
2: general practice of attorneys is predominantly white men. white men but um Whenever my my black friends say things like that, like, hey, I don't see the Mexican brothers and sisters. I don't see the Asian brothers and sisters out there. I say, they're, they're out there. You just have to open your eyes. So I really appreciate you, Q, Q Ramsey's and Q, stating that you saw all of these different people.
0: I'll never forget it.
2: And they all had your back and all had Black Lives Matters back mm-hmm. and had George Flo- Floyd's back mm-hmm. and things like that. I think it's very, very important to remind people that you saw that. And, and this show is, is wonderful for doing that.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the, the reason I think the ultimate purpose of the show is to move us forward uh, as country men and women, we, we share this, this same land and we are, we have different cultures. We have different colors. We have different accents. We're from different places or our ancestors are from, we have different haircuts. Look at my hair today, you know, <laughs> It's just um, like
2: mine, Ramsey's.
0: I love it. <laughs> but um, but at the end of the day, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a strategy. We need to be on the same page. And so, um, so I'll move on.
2: Love it. I love it.
0: Um, okay. There's a video of a Korean-American woman who spit on and called a carrier on an NYC subway. Another one from the East Coast. You know, the, the first three have all from, been from either New York or Pennsylvania. Now, if, if it was just a, a, a woman getting spit on and being called a carrier, again, that would be awful, deplorable. I wouldn't stand for it. But who spit on her? Oh, that was a black person. Who called her a carrier? Oh, that was a black person. All right? So watch this. On this show, Q and I, you know this, Q, we say to our white brothers and sisters, we say, hey, listen to our conversations. Um, We we assume that you are empathetic and you sympathize where you can and empathize where where you can um, and take this energy into your homes and have conversations with your grandfathers, you know, those old, you know, old time. They're, they're from a different era. Those folks, your uncles, your, you know, the people that maybe they don't see the world the way that you do, but because only because they lack perspective, share some of our perspective with them. We appreciate you listening. Take this game into your own home, right? That's, we do that pretty much every show, right Q? Absolutely. So now what we need to do is black people listening to this show, We need to be accountable. We need to take this energy into our homes. We need to say, when we hear someone say a a racist joke about someone who's Asian, or really anyone, of course, but we recognize, and if you haven't recognized yet, trust when I say that I've recognized that our Asian brothers and sisters are under attack. And trust when I say, when we were under attack, they came to our defense. They came to our side. They, they, They stood with us. I know the names of the people. Their numbers are in my phone. I saw it with my own eyes. So no one can take that from me because I was out there every day with my children. And so was Q, right? So what we need to do is now, Black people, we need to take this energy, the energy we're asking our white brothers and sisters to do, hey, take this information into your homes and share it with your families and at the office and you know challenge racism wherever it jumps up. Now, Black people, it's our turn to do that. So we're going first right now. We're sharing our show and we're calling it what it is. There's no reason in the world I should have seen that many videos of black people attacking Asian people in such a short amount of time. I recognize it's a big world and I recognize that anything can be edited together. So don't hit me with that. What I'm saying is that I recognize that there's a group of people who are hurting, just like when we were hurting because one man died. That's all it took was one man, right? Wait until I get to the video or to the, to the, the headline where a woman lost her life. Wait till I get there. Matter of fact, we'll move on. Um, you saw the video, Amy, of the Asian students who were attacked by a group of teens on a SEPTA train in Philadelphia.
2: That was pretty bad. The kids were just sitting there and I think, I believe it was females. It Mm -hmm. was black women Mm -hmm. between 16 and 17 years Mm -hmm. old, young. And they started bullying and calling racial slurs um, towards the two young Asian men. Mm -hmm. And a a Asian lady stopped what she was doing and came over and said, Hey, what are you guys doing? This Mm -hmm. is wrong. And these women beat her. Like, I think they slammed her head Mm -hmm. into one of the doors uh, it was amazing that this woman was courageous enough to stand up for someone else and say, "What are you doing? These guys didn't do anything to you." Mm. And then she was actually beat, beaten up for coming to his rescue. Mm. I, I believe in the article it said she was treated at the hospital for a laceration, but maybe even a head injury. I don't. I'm also a personal injury yeah, lawyer, sure. so, so I hear. I hear the <laughs> you're going. There, there's part of me that's like, "Wow, you know, an unprovoked attack is." Awful in any situation, but for her to have kind of been a hero, and then it flips into she becomes the person being attacked mm. um, was sickening. Uh, and as uh, you know, a, a human being—I mean, it has nothing to do with what race or ethnic background you have. As a human being, you look at something like that and say, "So these women targeted these men." simply based on the fact that they were Asian, right? that is just makes me want to throw up. It, it hurts my stomach. It turns my stomach. And just, you know, the fact that our, our world has gotten to a place where that's in any way, shape or form. Okay. And I know some people who will say something like, well, it's not the same as the black experience because, you know, the whole model minority Asian mm. thing, which we'll is about that not even, that's not true anyway. But um, so I think that there are some people who might try to discount it. So that's why, again, it's so important that you're bringing this to light to show why are we selecting different groups to hate when we're all part of the The same same, team? We're all in the same battle. I've experienced racism kind of on both sides um, and recently had some terrible experiences um, being a woman of color, being an attorney in a predominantly white male field, I've had issues with, I can't really go into it because I may, I may be bringing some serious Uh allegations to the forefront. But, um, for example, I can talk about this one. Uh, there's an attorney only entrance in the superior court of Maricopa and, um, I go through this attorney entrance every time I have to go file something, which during COVID obviously isn't that much. I only have to go to the courthouse maybe you know, five to six times a year because most things settle. Mm. Um, but there was a woman at the courthouse. Every single time I walked through that attorney only entrance, she would ask me, are you really an attorney? And I would look at her every time and say, yes, I'm an attorney. I'm coming through the attorney only entrance you know, like I'm thinking how many people are coming through the attorney only entrance They're and, and violating <laughs> the attorney only entrance. But the last time she did it to me, I actually stopped. And I asked the, the black gentleman who was working at the x-ray machine, I said, does she ask everyone this question? And he said, like, he, he did his hands up and said, I don't know, Like kind of like he wanted to stay out of it. So I said to her, I said, you've seen me come in here at least a dozen times. There's not a lot of attorneys that look like me. There's not a lot of people in general in Phoenix, Arizona, who look exactly like me. Why do you ask me every single time? And she told me, well, you know, you just, you don't look like a typical attorney. I took that to mean I wasn't an older white man um, because she, she couldn't believe that somebody of my skin tone that looked like me is an attorney. That in and of itself, I believe is racist and is unacceptable and I was very angry and talked to some other attorney friends who also said that you know oh I'm never given any crap like I walk through that thing all the time nobody's ever stopped me and asked me for my bar card or asked me if I'm really an attorney so yeah I think my my um my pulse is racing a little bit here I I, I think I'm as you're you're talking about these things I'm remembering more and more times when I have experienced.
0: Yeah. black people aren't the only ones. So that's something that I think we all need to bear in mind, but this is a good enough time for us to take a pause for the call. So stick around. We're coming back with more civic cipher right after this.